0: It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories.
1: That seems to me like government is establishing a religion.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights.
0: Today's current opinions and
1: ideas. Surveys show that that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom
0: or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson show. I am Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. Each of you are treasured. You're valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. You were made for this moment. And thank you to producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. It is indeed an honor to get to work with uh, this great group of people. And happy Tuesday to you, producer Steve.
0: Yes, not only Tuesday, but <clears throat> day after Monday.
1: <laughs> Which means that Friday's going to be here at the snap of the fingers. There's so much going on. Uh, but uh, continuing on here, check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get first look at our uh, upcoming guests, our most recent op-eds, our most recent podcast. You can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us and contribute. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Socialism ultimately comes down to force. And remember, it's never compassionate to take other people's rights, their property, their freedom or their livelihood via force, whether with a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion. The latest silent thief, and it is um, it is uh, busy, busy, and that is government-induced inflation.
0: Every time you go on through that list, I am reminded that not that long ago we only had three items on that list, and now I think there are six.
1: Yes, and uh, that's <laughs> unfortunate because that means that means that force is is growing. And I saw on one of the shows last night that the economic um, economic freedom indicator in america is near an all-time low if not at an all-time low and so that is something to be of great concern as well producer steve
0: well uh, i was going to say let the good times roll uh, if that list keeps growing and i'm being very uh, snarky it's that's not good times it's it's, it's, just, it's just downright sad
1: well and the but, but the positive thing is is people are, are are becoming informed. That's why we do the shows to help you get your brain around these issues. but people are becoming informed. And it's been it seems like it's been slow to for people to figure out first of all what's going on, the tyrannical uh, edicts of uh, politicians and bureaucrats, interested parties, these public health departments, But what has been happening with Trudeau and the truckers has just been absolutely amazing to me, producer Steve.
0: Well, before you go there, here here again, the the quote of the day. How often does the quote of the day become a perfect segue into what's happening here and now? I mean, I think go to the quote of the day and then let's talk about our friend up north. Okay,
1: so George Mason, this is our quote quote for today, uh, he was an American patriot, he participated in the American Revolution and the Constitutional Convention, and he was very influential in pinning the Bill of Rights. He was born in 1725, he died in 1792, and they say that his concept of uh, inalienable rights, he was very influential on Thomas Jefferson as Thomas Jefferson was writing the Declaration of Independence. But this is what George Mason said. He said, considering the natural lust for power so inherent in man, I fear the thirst of power will prevail to oppress the people. Gosh, he was talking about Justin Trudeau, huh?
0: Two hundred and probably 50 years before what we see today. Yes. Now, how prevalent is this? This whatever you want to call it uh, in human nature, this glitch in human nature, how prevalent it is.
1: Well, and <clears throat> so progressives think that uh, that human humans can progress from where they were back, say, back uh, around our revolution, uh, Declaration of Independence, to something higher. But what the founders realized, and that's why they put together this vision of the Declaration and then the Constitution to keep government in its proper guardrails, is they realized that that was constant. So if you take a look at Justin Trudeau, we realize <clears throat> that it's absolutely human nature is constant; it does not progress, and uh, and he is clearly acting like a tyrant there. Uh, but the truckers are prevailing, which is pretty exciting. Now I, I know that it looks messy and it's complex, and Trudeau's sending in tow trucks and say and he says that they're going to. Um, and take away their licenses. And of course, you've seen uh, police officers taking away fuel of people trying to get fuel to these truckers. But if you look at it, it's actually been pretty successful. Producer Steve.
0: Well, in pre-call before you know we go on the air, I said to you, I in terms of Trudeau, I don't get his timing. He's two weeks behind <clears throat> what's really happening. Now, if he would have come out right from the get-go, this heavy-handed. Uh, Oh, you know, that would have been something. But he's been dragging his feet, making you know all these mindless threats. And he has obviously just like in this country. He has the media on his side, but he's only hurting mm-hmm. himself now, especially with the the waning of the, you know, the pandemic. The virus seems to be have run its course. Now, you know, don't quote me on that. There's not that there's aren't concerns out there. But his timing is so far off, and he's making himself look to be like the perfect fool.
1: Well, he's looking like a tyrant. And a couple of things. This is from the Business Insider. It says, Trudeau declares national emergency over Canadian trucker protests, allowing government to override civil rights. And this is from the Business Insider yesterday. And in it, it says the far reaching Emergencies Act gives the Canadian government the ability to prohibit public assembly, restrict travel and force businesses such as towing companies to act with compensation. Trudeau said Canada's 1998 Emergencies Act will be used to strengthen and support law enforcement agencies at all levels of the country and it goes on to say it's been extremely disruptive to local residents just just a quick note where were all these tyrants when BLM and Antifa were destroying cities but i continue on he said adding that there have been videos of demonstrators handcuffing apartment buildings so residents can't come out and people have been caught with weapons uh let's let's uh, let's do a real investigation on that and show us the proof because i i personally find it very hard to believe That hardworking Canadian truckers are going to be handcuffing people, uh, putting uh, handcuffs around doors to apartment buildings. That just doesn't pass the smell
0: test with me, producer Steve. And nor should it, because why would they go out in a direct affront to the people who are largely supporting them? And I heard over the weekend now, by now that maybe there are towing companies going out there and doing what they're being chartered to do. But initially, yeah, the towing tow trucks were showing up and they parked alongside these big rigs and whatnot and joined the truckers. So who's to say yeah. what's really <laughs> happening there?
1: Well, and one would have to um, really encourage tow truck drivers not to partake in this tyrannical edict by the uh, Trudeau. But continuing on, guess what else they're going to do though? It says here, the federal government in Canada now has powers to do such things as cancel insurance for any of these trucks if they don't go home, cancel their license plates and registration, freeze corporate accounts as well. This is really, uh, this is beyond belief that uh, our neighbors to the north would actually do that. But then we see which is so encouraging, and this is from the e- uh, Epoch or the Epic Times, that Ontario to lift vaccine passport and all capacity limits on March one. You wonder why they're waiting so long, but it said the province will also um, end its proof of vaccination requirements at this time. Businesses, but this is the scary part. This is where kind of this uh, corp- uh, corporate corporate. Uh, cronyism with the government. Big business and big government like each other. So government says here in Canada that they're going to uh, end their proof of vaccination, but they said that businesses can choose to require proof of vaccination and may continue to do so. Now, this is where we hope that the free market is going to uh, come into play, where people will uh, choose businesses that um, may align more with their values. And then just wanted to mention here that um, this is from, I think, Think, uh, I think I want to say it's um, here we go. I think, yes, Premier Doug Ford. He's, he announced in a state of emergency on, on in Ontario on February 11th due to the ongoing protest against COVID-19 mandates and restrictions in Windsor and Ottawa. It says prote- protesters have blocked the Ambassador Bridge connecting Windsor to Detroit since February 6th before police cleared the blockade by February 14th. The protests in Ottawa are ongoing. The protests were started by truck drivers opposed to the federal government's requirements that all drivers crossing the U.S.-Canada border need to have a COVID-19 vaccination. As large convoys of trucks drove to the capital to protest the measure, more supporters joined in, opposing all COVID-19 mandates and restrictions. Many protesters said they will remain in the nation's capital until the mandates are lifted. And it says since then, various protest convoys have been formed in different parts of the country. And... um, Ford said in February 14th press conference that his announcement for lifting COVID 19 mandates is not because of the protests, but despite of it. Yes, they could never admit that it's been effective. Producer Steve,
0: well, that's maybe that's the number one thing that we're, they, uh, the people of Canada, are, are up against is uh, Trudeau's ego. He will not. He will just not admit that. Okay, maybe I've gone too far here. Let's all work together and get this resolved. Now, only now are they talking about ending the mandates, but you wonder how long it would have gone on without the you know, the, the protest.
1: Uh, maybe two years to flatten the curve. How's oh. that?
0: Oh, yeah, that worked well for us, didn't it?
1: Yes, exactly. We're going to go to break here in just a moment, but before we do that, uh, the bill of the day, and this is a good one. Uh, Kevin Lundberg has this on his good list. The sponsor, one sponsor, Dan Wong Republican, and it's House Bill 22-1207. And it's a choice in low-performing school districts. And basically what it does, it says that if if a school is chronically low-performing, that parents in that particular, that have kids in that particular school, that they could get their per-pupil funding, and that would be put into an account, and they could actually access that money to send their kids to a better-performing school and this really this makes so much sense to me regarding school choice when parents are in a have their kids in a school that is not working for them and it may be a, a variety of reasons but it's underperforming parents absolutely we need to to work to uh, give them the help to be able to choose a different school for their children uh, ideally i i prefer that that we would have uh, private entities that were were uh, probably funding scholarships like this instead of the government. I'd like to to certainly lower um, government spending on or spending on government schools, but I think this is really a step in the right di- uh, direction. Producer Steve.
0: Well, I'm I'm not digging in my heels here. I'm not you know coming back at, at you. I just. That phrase, uh, where is it, chronically low performing school district, suggests that this is something that has been going on over time. And who's, who, what entity is out there trying to work with a low performing school district and raising this standard?
1: Well, supposedly that that, um, the Department of Education here in, Colorado is trying to do that but when you have the word chronically we should not have any schools that are chronically low performing and of course the teachers unions they don't care so much about they don't care about teachers really and kids they care more about their control we heard that in that uh, sound clip that we played last week regarding uh, Douglas County they um they were fine with all kids being equally behind Again, this is from this video, this Zoom meeting with the Douglas County Education Federation. Uh, They, But if kids were equally behind, that was okay with them. They don't mind creating hardship on parents, and this is all about power, teachers' unions taking their power back. And what we see with the results of this is some of these schools are chronically low-performing. But even our better performing schools, many of our kids on the world stage were falling behind on the world stage because instead of focusing on reading, writing, arithmetic, history, science, civic knowledge, all those kinds of things. Here in America, we have been sexualizing our children uh, on, on one hand and then on the other hand, uh, dividing them into groups with whatever the iteration is of critical race theory. And then what happens is our kids are falling behind. So hats off here to Representative Dan Wong for bringing forward a bill to help parents get their kids out of um, of low-performing schools. Before we go to break, though, uh, Hooters Restaurants is a great a sponsor of both the shows, the Kim Munson Show, as well as America's Veteran Stories. And they have five locations, Lone Tree, Westminster, Aurora, Colorado Springs, and Loveland. And they have happy hour specials for dine-in only, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday and half off some of their appetizers and, of course, uh, some great deals on some of their beverages as well. So be sure and check out my website. I have all my sponsors there. Highly recommend each and every one of them. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue with some headlines and some other great guests. Stay tuned. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. Remax Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516.
0: You'd like sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And uh, thrilled to have on the line with me Jody Brunges. And she uh, is uh, putting together an event to honor our first responders. Jody, welcome to the show.
2: Hi. Thank you so much for having me.
1: So, uh, my delight. So what, what's going on?
2: So my husband and I, he's a first responder. Uh, back in 2018, we did start the Blue Warriors Hockey. And this year, we're raising all of our funds um, for Health for Heroes, which is another local nonprofit in Fort Collins. Um, They work to empower veterans and first responders to take command of their health, uh, physically, mentally, and just all around. So this Saturday, February 19th at G5 Brew Pub in Severance, starting at 4 uh, to 8 p.m., we have a live auction. Your first G5 brew will be free and a lot of sponsorship opportunities. Um, As well as a lot of amazing items donated to us from several large businesses throughout Colorado um, that we're going to be auctioning off. And then 100% of these proceeds are going towards Health for Heroes, um, as well as our upcoming year of hockey, which are all fundraisers and end up with a championship game at the Budweiser Event Center. So we're super excited and we're just hoping to really raise awareness about what we're doing and help to grow this year after year.
1: Well, and it's been such a wild couple of years, Jody. What what have you seen? What's happened to your family, and particularly with your husband, first responder? What's your comments about the last couple of years after this COVID nineteen Wuhan China virus reaction disruption?
2: Uh, you know, it's it's been stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, um, it's you know, and I work I work within the restaurant industry, so for both of us, oh, it's boy. definitely been. A lot of ups and downs, um, very stressful. A lot of loss, loss of sleep. But what keeps us going is, and it sounds cheesy, but our focus on supporting our community and the community that gives back to us. Um, I work at G Five Group Hub. I'm a, I'm a manager there, and they are an extremely supportive uh, restaurant, military family, locally owned. Um, everyone that comes in there, all of our customers are ridiculously amazing and supportive. They all know. You know us personally as well. So having that behind us, and I keep using the same word support. I think is what has gotten us through everything, uh, because there were a lot of challenges. There were a lot of those moments of wanting to maybe change things or get you know try something new because things started to get pretty rough at some point there. But I think we're turning a corner. I hope I hope we are. The focus right now with our Blue Warriors hockey, um, the first responders that play in these games the community support that comes to these games and helps us to raise um, Well, Last season we raised money for two fallen officers' families, and we raised over $35,000. So it's what keeps us going and keeps us staying positive with what we do and the work that we do for our community because we do see it come back.
1: Okay. And I just want to mention something as I've looked back over the last couple of years, I say never again should we ever let government say that we can't get together and that we can't go to church, we can't go to bars and restaurants to get to be with our friends and our family, to meet people. Uh, and, and we need to, to kind of look back at that and say never again should we let that happen. So, again, uh, how can people get more information about this event? And you said that's this Saturday, correct?
2: Yep, this Saturday is the kickoff live auction event. Um, you can go to at Blue Warriors hockey on either facebook or instagram or even feel free to email us at bluewarriorshockey at gmail.com if you want more information or to be a sponsor or just want to give us some information or help us out in any way you can we're always looking for volunteers Uh, it's being held at g5 brew pub in severance which is 1018 mahogany way and yeah i think social media is the best way and like you said you put it the nail on the head right there hit it we need to stick together and we need to support each other and people need people. So if you have a love for first responders, hockey veterans, you know, and just the community at large up here in Northern Colorado, come and join us and get to know some of us because we're, we're becoming a very large group. um, And we're going to help carry each other through this next year in a fun, positive way um, while we support others.
1: Jody Brunches, thank you so much for your great work. We will have all this information in our uh, show articles that we post by the end of the day as well, but again, one more time, what is that email?
2: Blue Warriors plural hockey at gmail.com
1: Jody, thanks so much for bringing people together.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. And my friends, big, big news yesterday. Uh, Tina Peters, who has uh, been the somewhat embattled, one might say, uh, Mesa County clerk and recorder, announced yesterday that she is uh, going to run for secretary of state on the Republican ticket. And this is a really big deal because uh, if you don't know the story, Tina is the uh, Mesa County clerk and recorder. And back, oh gosh, I want to say back in the summer of 2021, Colorado Secretary of State uh, um, Jenna Griswold was having her staff uh, go through and do what was, quote-unquote, I have air quotes here, the trusted build on all of the different voting machines in all the different counties here in Colorado with all the different county clerks. And what Tina Peters did is she actually um, took images of the before and the after of this, again, air quotes, trusted build. And there were significant differences between the before and after. And even though per both state and federal law, I think federal law says that county clerks are supposed to uh, make sure that they have the records of an election for at least 22 months, and I think Colorado law is 25 months. But clearly, this was even before a year after the election uh, that, that this trusted build occurred. And it was done under the guise of making sure that all of these uh, voting machines were ready for the 2021 election. But interestingly enough, Tina took images of before and after, and the after showed thousands and thousands of, I think it's called logs, that disappeared. Well, once, uh, uh, once that was made public... Jenna Griswold, current Secretary of State, Democrat, uh, started to go after Tina Peters. And we've seen all kinds of different headlines uh, regarding that. And and, and what, what they're really alleging, Producer Steve, is something that um, is really moving us away from representative government, and that is process. We see this all the time where we have... Um, Oh, PBI is hiding behind process. The process wasn't followed properly instead of really looking at what the issues are. And so Tina has been accused of having somebody that was unauthorized uh, look at the machines and just kind of some process um, allegations. Uh, And I have to say, producer Steve, where there's smoke, there's very possibly fire.
0: Oh, no doubt about it. And, you know, I mean, start at the very top of the fact that there was, uh, you know, the demo, um, Dom, Dominion voting machines had already cast a big shadow over the state in the first place because there were basically things that were not fully understood, known. So Tina Peters is out there, but also in another situation that's a little bit closer to home here is uh, in Merlin Klotz in Douglas County, right?
1: Um, well, correct. And that is a little different um, issue um, on that. But, but uh, initially, he was in the crosshairs of Jenna Griswold last week. But uh, I think once when she, when she, Jenna looked at that, she actually, um, I think, backed down on that.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, is, is Douglas, do I have this right? Douglas did not use Dominion?
1: So this is what is so interesting about this whole thing, is, that's correct, Douglas County, and I remember, uh, it would would have been, oh gosh, uh, I, we'll have to look this up, but... Um, Basically, Let's see. Wayne Williams, Republican, was the Secretary of State of Colorado. And he issued an edict that all county clerks were to use um, Dominion machines. And I remember this was when I was just starting to pay attention to a bunch of things. I'm like, kind of like, well, that's odd. Because then Merlin Klotz, Douglas County Clerk and Recorder, had sued Wayne Williams. I thought, this is odd, a Republican county clerk suing a Republican secretary of state. But because of that, Douglas County did not use the Dominion machines, nor did Garfield County. But all of the other counties in Colorado uh, did use uh, Dominion machines. And, of course, there's a, a number of concerns uh, about about that. And I think as we continue to learn more and more, I think it's going to get more and more interesting.
0: Well, I'm sorry. I, I took you away from Tina Peters. Uh, let's get back to where okay, you really wait. were.
1: OK, well, and what isn't. In, in, so what's important about this is Jenna Griswold basically said that Tina cannot be in charge of the 2022 election. But what is so ironic is that um, who has been appointed to come in and um, work on this 2022 election in Mesa County is uh, two people and one of them is Wayne Williams it's like you can't really make this stuff up so stay tuned on that I don't know what that's all going to look like but anyway Tina has announced that she is going to run for Colorado Secretary of State and I wanted to read uh, Jenna Griswold's statement Uh, she goes she obviously doesn't uh, think that um, uh, Tina should be Secretary of State because she thinks she should and this is what she al- allegate uh, her allegation. She says Peters compromised voting equipment to try to prove conspiracies, costing Mesa County taxpayers nearly one million dollars. She works with election deniers, spread al- spreads lies about elections, was removed from overseeing the 2021 Mesa County election and is under criminal investigation by a grand jury. Colorado needs a secretary of state who will uphold the will of the people, not one who embraces conspiracies and risks Coloradans' right to vote. I just, one comment here, Jenna Griswold. Uh, where there's possibly smoke, there's possibly fire. But the other thing I wanted to mention is move over to the Republican side. Before Tina jumped in, there were three candidates. Um, let's see, uh, two two men, and then uh, Pam Anderson, who is uh, she? She, she kind of look like the front runner on that. Pam Anderson is a former Jefferson County Clerk and Recorder, former. Uh, executive director of the Colorado County Clerks Association. And just a note on that, Matt Crane, who was a former Arapahoe County uh, clerk and recorder, is now the executive director of the County Clerks Association, and he's Republican. His wife worked for Dominion for many years, so just wanted to c- connect that dot for you. Um, but um, I need to l- alert you to take a look at this book Rigged by uh, Molly Hemingway. And I think Molly is a very respected journalist. And she's written a number of different books. And she is uh, also with The Federalist. I think she's the senior uh, managing editor on that. But in this book, Rigged, where she talks about the election, it's titled Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. On page 211 in the chapter, Zuckerberg Should Be in Jail, it begins to explain this organization which is called the Center for Tech and Civic Life. And it's a group that's led by three Democrats with a long history of activism. And what happened was Zuckerberg and his wife Priscilla Chan put over $400 million into a bunch of different nonprofits. And then those nonprofits then went out and worked with different uh, county clerks, offices, um, Throughout the country, uh, under the guise of helping them with COVID restrictions, with their elections, but in essence, uh, it's 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 complicated. But suffice it to say that it very it looks very much like uh, they may have have been able to influence elections. And again, Mark Zuckerberg, his wife, four hundred million dollars. Uh, Center for Tech and Civic Life, founded by Democrat activists. But if you go to their website and look at the about uh, on their board of directors, as the secretary is Pam Anderson, who is a Republican candidate for secretary of state here in Colorado. And then her comment regarding Tina Peters, uh, and she she says this, and I agree. I believe that the secretary of state is the most important race in Colorado. The contrast f- for voters for both the primary and the general has never been more clear. She said in talking to voters, they say they want to return, a prof- ch- return to professionalism and this office to leave behind the hyper uh, partisanship and drama they've seen over the past few years. Well, maybe some people have said that Coloradans continue to see what happens when these important positions are held by inexperienced and irresponsible politicians in pursuit of divisive and partisan ideological agendas and then she goes on to say that it should be filled by a trusted and proven professional I, I, I do agree that it should be filled by somebody that we trust and uh, so anyway I think this is going to get super interesting producer Steve
0: well uh, you know, like you say, time will tell. I'm, it it certainly uh, inspires me to pay closer attention to this particular race as it you know as it heats up.
1: Yes, and I do I do agree uh, that this is probably the most important race in the state of Colorado right now because this is what this is about is to make sure that in Colorado we have free, fair and honest elections. That is our goal. And so this is going to get super interesting. And uh, the fact that Tina Peters has jumped into the race is making this extremely interesting. We're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, Castlegate Knife and Tool is a great sponsor of both the shows. And they are a family-owned business. They're located right here in Sedalia, Colorado. Hal and his wife, Linnea, are true entrepreneurs. Small business, businesses like this are the backbone of America. And uh, so whether or not you're a chef or a collector or a sportsman, Castlegate Knife and Tool is the place for you. Great website, castlegate.com. That's castlegate.com. We'll be right back.
2: Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or
1: commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real.
2: Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a
1: company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at 3PointsFinancial.com. That's 3PointsFinancial.com.
0: Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
1: Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me. At Kim at Kim dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. Clearly, we are an independent voice as we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Before we get over here to Lily Tang Williams, uh, she is running for Congress in New Hampshire. Uh, Did just want to go back to this book, Rigged, by Molly Hemingway. And if you go to page 211, uh, that is where she starts to unpack all this information regarding Mark Zuckerberg, his wife, the $400 million that went into elections, the Center for Tech and Civic Life, of which Pam Anderson is the secretary on the board of directors. So that's where you can find that particular information. Um, But let's let's move over here to Lily Tang Williams. Lily, welcome to the show.
3: Good morning, Kim. Thank you for having me on.
1: Lily, I have known you for a number of years. You lived in Colorado. You were the chair of the Libertarian Party uh, at one point. But you've moved to New Hampshire and you're running for Congress.
3: Yes, I lived in Colorado, raised my three children here and for 20 years, started my own business, too. So I moved to New Hampshire uh, late 2019, and the granite state has a famous model called the free, or die so i was you know really really attracted to that
1: <laughs> well and I, I i would encourage people to go to your website and that website is uh, Lily Tang, that's t a n g williams.com and uh, several different things first of all uh, you you say on there that you don't want America to become like China. You grew up in China and uh, under Mao's Cultural Revolution. So explain to us what was going on in China when you were a child.
3: Well, I um, was born into communism. I had no idea what the truth the world was like outside of China. We were indoctrinated daily, changing daily. And we had to show loyalty totally to Chiang Mai Mao and to Communist Party. And uh, even though we were very, very poor, live on food rationing coupons for everything. And, uh, you know, eight families live in a community and housing and share one bathroom and one water faucet. But we had to show, oh, thank you to Chiang Mai Mao and the party until Mao died twelve. I never asked one question. I just did not know the truth. So when he died, uh, and then I said, well, you know, I self-censored to say, who, who lied to me and my entire generation and the entire population of China? And uh, so, so I went to study law, search for truth in law school. Then what the total law was just tool for the party to use to govern the masses not to serve the justice of the people the people. So I finally got to know this American student in college told me about the Declaration of Independence. My life came on, realized, wow, individual rights and liberty guaranteed by the Creator, not given to me by my government. That's when I decided maybe someday I have to leave my own uh, motherland to go to this great country called America. So I made it to America when I was uh, almost 24 years old, planning my two years to fled China with permission uh, from the school Communist Party boss. And so it was a long process, but I made it. I have been living in America for a long time. And uh, sadly, I see this country I love becoming more and more like uh, the country I love. That's why I decided I'm going to run for U.S. Congress as a Republican candidate in New Hampshire and and, uh, trying to stop this uh, Marxist uh, culture taking over of uh, our beloved country.
1: Well, and I know that you are so fervently in love with the American idea, and you've been working diligently uh, to protect this. And, Lily, with this whole COVID-19 Wuhan China virus reaction disruption, Uh, The veil has come off, I think, on some of the things that you and many other patriots that have immigrated to America have known for so long. And that is the indoctrination of our children. And I remember when I served on city council, Blown Tree 2012 to 2016, and I was in a a meeting. It was like, I, I think, a bunch of people from Douglas County where they were talking about government funded preschool. And I, I could inherently in my tummy, I felt uncomfortable about that. I thought this is not the proper role of government to, to, you know, to get, be getting our kids so young. And now we, we are looking at what the curriculum is with this critical race theory and sexualizing our children. And the, the government, um, is, is wanting to get a hold of our children earlier and earlier to indoctrinate them. But with COVID, and kids home on Zoom, and parents seeing what their kids are being t- uh, taught, I feel that this is um, actually a, a, a positive thing. It's messy, and uh, it's messy and ugly and complex, but I, I find a, a great awakening occurring. Lily, what's your thoughts?
3: Well, I have been warning Americans about this—you know, Americans going down wrong paths, and I've been. I fought it against the Common Core with lots of parents in Colorado. We passed by in state capital, in Denver. And now I'm fighting against critical race theory, DEI 619 project, or whatever you call it. We, it's all about uh, indoctrinating our children and taking away parental rights, like a uh, And now it's a good thing that the parents start to ask questions like, what are you teaching my children? And separate them into different groups, oppressor, oppressed. That's exactly what Mao did during the Cultural Revolution. You know, identity politics is just, you know, one of the most important hallmarks of the Cultural Revolution, getting rid of four O's and cultural ideas, habits, and customs, then separate people into five red classes and five black classes, and get each other to fight. And so then Mao become godlike leader and have a total control of China and purge his political enemies. I could not sleep during after the COVID shutdown, and I saw what's happening on American soil? I was terrified to say, that just looks like a cultural revolution in America. You know, of course, it's a smaller scale, not a nationwide. Right wage yet, but I was so worried that uh, according to this speed and this trend, that the people's rights get canceled and churches got shut down, school closed, but you have a month-long summer, you know, like the riots and looting and the burning and, and uh, you know, censorship. It's all very similar to what I saw in China. That's why I feel like, uh, oh, I got to warn Americans. I got to come out now to serve and uh, to save my country.
1: Well, and that's so important. We're going to go to break here in a moment, Lily. But when you just mentioned that Mao wanted to purge political uh, opponents. And then we just saw this report come out, Durham's report, regarding the Hillary Clinton and company spying on Donald Trump and uh, also the White House when Trump was in the White House. I'd like to hear what you have to say about that when we come back from break. Uh, but before we do that, though, um, another great sponsor of the show is Kirsch Insurance Group. And they are specialists in the Medicare arena and uh, Medicare premiums, premiums have, um, have gone up significantly, and this is really difficult for uh, people that are on fixed incomes. It's been a big surprise, and so Kirsch Insurance Group works with a lot of different uh, uh, carriers, and they can help you find something that works best for you, and different carriers uh, cover different medications, and so give them a call. It's It's It doesn't cost anything. You can find their information at ikirsch.com. That's I-K-I-R-S-C-H dot com. And they very possibly could help you make a change that could save you money and be more effective for your own personal life. Again, that's ikirsch.com. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Lily Tang Williams. She immigrated to America from China. She has a great love of America. She grew up under communism. And under that, there was rationing. They were poor. They uh, uh, many people, many families uh, shared a bathroom, shared a faucet. Uh, We don't want to go there. We would like people to flourish and prosper. That's the American idea. So we'll be
2: right back with Lily Tang Williams. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881.
0: All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson M O N S O N dot com.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunsa.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. And uh, on the line with me is Lily Tang Williams. She is running for Congress in New Hampshire's 2nd District. And Lily had lived in Colorado for a number of years. I got to know her there. Uh, and Lily, you grew up un, under Mao's uh, China cl- uh, Cultural Revolution. And you'd mentioned that as a child, you were indoctrinated, you were poor, there was food rationing. And did I get that correct that you and other families shared a faucet and a bathroom? Is that correct?
3: Yes. Eight families with children, we shared the one bathroom, community bathroom, and just big hole on the ground. You have to go squat. And uh, then, you know, when water faucet, if that water ran out, you could not cook. So everybody is encouraged to build their own water reserve tank. We, we built it with concrete, and then my dad did. So we had to store water. It was terrible. Light bulb was always dark. We used 15-watt light bulb in our apartment. And we had to pay for everything. My, my parents had to save money to pay for school, supposed to be free. Childcare, community said, oh, it's free, supposed to be. We had to pay for everything. So my parents were in debt all their lives until I come to the United States and uh, saved money as a research assistant to pay off their lifetime debt. That's why it's sad to say our kids here were indoctrinated to glorify socialism and communism that utopian society I keep telling them it's lie it will never come it's empty
0: promise
1: yes uh, indoctrination uh, poor food rationing uh, that's not the place that we want to go but you mentioned something before we went to break and Mao purged his political opponents and it's not getting much play in the mainstream media but this is this is worse I think than Watergate And John Durham uh, just came out, special counsel, and this is from the Epoch Times on um, the 13th of February by Jack Phillips, says special uh, counsel John Durham's team alleged on February 12th that a tech executive aligned with the Democrat Party was paid to spy on former President Donald Trump's residences and the White House when Trump was president. Lawyers for the Clinton campaign allegedly paid the technology executive to infiltrate servers at the Trump Tower in the White House, Durham said in court filings, in order to establish an inference and narrative to tie Trump to the Russian government. Durham's office made the claim as part of his investigation that had brought charges against Michael Sussman, a lawyer who had worked on behalf of the Democrat National Committee and Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign and who is currently charged with making a false statement to the FBI. Lily Tang Williams, this doesn't seem that different from what you're describing in some ways of what uh, Mao did to political pon- opponents as far as trying to purge them. What's your thoughts?
3: Well, Mao used also propaganda. They, of course, the party controlled the media, Xinhua News Agency, all the newspapers and all the radio stations to get rid of his enemies inside of Communist Party, including President Liu Zhaoqi. So, what is happening in America today? You see the censorship, big tech, social media companies were united with the um, Democrat Party leadership and constantly going after their so-called political enemies by dividing people. And I heard about this worse than Watergate, and I'm very open-minded to see more evidence coming out to see what we should do about that. But the main media don't report much. There are lots of news that regular American citizens just cannot get it from mainstream media. That's why people turn to alternative media, and then they're trying to cancel pop you know, cast the biggest host, Joe Rogan, and some others. So this is another trick with the cultural revolution. You if somebody say something in the past or do something in the past, even not choosing the right words, you censor words. You are trying to get them canceled, and then you have seen that the Twitter canceled sitting president and sent, uh, and canceled our elected, Democratic elected Georgia Congresswoman. You know, all this are uh, very dangerous, uh, very terrifying to us because as immigrants, we have seen this kind of tactics before. And uh, you know, during Trump's four years, and you know, how many impeachments, how many Russian gate, Russian gate, all that same rhetoric. Number one rule that uh, of the propaganda in China is the party always right, don't ever question party. And number two same lies repeated by lots of people by all the media. At the same time every day their lie becomes the truth. So we need American people to wake up to be alert and to do their own research and to use more alternative media. Instead just now just listen to the main media. There are lots of our government officials, institutions and the media are losing people's trust as of today.
1: Well, and I call them PBIs, Lily. They're politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties. And they have been... uh, We've been, I think... I think we've been prosperous as American people. I think we've we have voted and we've thought that both Democrats and Republicans have the people's best interest in mind, that we are a country of we the people. But the veil is off that these PBIs have been wanting more and more power and they want to take more and more of our stuff, the taxes and fees and inflation. So Lily Tang Williams, when you get to Congress, what's the first thing you're going to do?
3: The first thing I will do, I think I will try to work with other liberty-minded congressmen to repeal unconstitutional laws. And uh, the economy is in everybody's mind. Like you said, we overspend at federal government. Their math skills are horrible, and uh, they um, get us into huge national debt and spending deficit. Now they're trying to print more money. You know, when you have inflation, it is the largest tax increase on the poor and the working class. And But they don't care. They're going to promise you a little bit of free stuff. But if you look at the BBD bill, it's full of porks and full of socialist spending agenda items and green deal. And I'm not going to vote for that. I think, you know, the government should have, you know, the best interest of American people instead of the best interest of special interest, pushing them to pass those, uh, you know, agenda items. And uh, um, American people deserve a lot better. Um, The government for the people, by the people, of the people. That's what I came here for. You know, I think American people, if you just leave them alone, they will be fully, you know, motivated to pursue their own um, self-interest, and happiness and prosperity. That's what American dream is about. And I'm leaving American dream today. I'm running for Congress by starting from nothing. I'm very grateful for in this country. I'm just so worried. Our American dream will not be there for my children. I have three children born in this country.
1: Well, and quickly, we've got about three minutes left. What about China? You grew up in China, and I'm concerned that these very bad policies of Biden and the Democrat Party, Americans are seeing the results of this, and people across the spectrum, whether or not blue dog Democrats, independents, Republicans, libertarians... They're like, wait a minute, we don't like this. And I'm concerned that the Biden administration, we're looking at Ukraine, may try to get us into a hot, a hot war to take our attention off of this terrible economy, terrible policies, uh, the debacle down at the southern border. What's your thoughts on that, Lily?
3: Well, I just cannot believe Biden, would, with the of help, would talk about a war with Russia and you know Ukraine every day. You know, why would the taxpayers support Um, You know, we get involved in Ukraine, protect Ukraine's border, where we leave our southern border wide open and become a national security threat. How about the China threat? We let China, a communist country, infiltrate into our society. Confucius Institute was in America for 15 years, and we never hold them accountable. And they corrupted our political officials. And they cropped the professors, intellectuals, they recruited talent, including even recruit talent to compete for their Olympics team. You know, of course, with lots of money and lots of fame and deals, offering other work, our work, corporations will condemn this social injustice in this country, but then going to China, totally ignore China's human rights abuses. So there are lots of questions that need to be raised. I think that uh, I probably will be the worst nightmare, you know, for, for the China's, uh, you know, one-party ruling to say, uh, because I'm going to, you know, come out to warn Americans about their real threat, and they're infiltrating into our society, and they're trying to glorify their system, their government, are the 1.4 billion Chinese are left on, you know, basically 24 hours, police state, you know, social credit system, and the tracking with the vaccine passport and lockdown at home for like an entire Xi'an city, 13 million people, even if there are just a few COVID cases. It's a totally insane. Why do we need to even go up to their, in you know, the hardcore communist lockdowns like Western countries are doing? Look what Canada, Australia is doing. It's just unbelievable for me. It's like, why are they all becoming like China also? <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's what I'm here for. I think, uh, Um, I'm going here to tell the truth, to say, hey, we don't want to go that way, and we are America, we still have a constitution, and we need to respect people's individual rights here. doesn't matter what pandemic, what virus we encounter.
1: Well, Lily Tang Williams, uh, thank you so much. And and uh, that website, let me get that for you. It's lilytangwilliams.com. That's L-I-L-Y-T-A-N-G, Williams.com. And I know that you would uh, definitely appreciate uh, monetary support and uh, prayers for your work. Lily, thanks so much for joining us.
3: Thank you, Kim. You have a great
2: day.
1: Uh, you too. And our quote for the end of today is uh, George Mason. He said, The laws of nature are the laws of God, whose authority can be superseded by no power on earth. So, my friends, today be grateful. Read great books. Think good thoughts. Listen to beautiful music. Communicate and listen well, if honestly and authentically. Strive for high ideals. And like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. And God bless America.